Okay, nobody was supposed to be home. Nobody was supposed to be home. So you were supposed to be at lunch. Why, why, are you, why were you not at lunch? David, stop acting like a disgruntled pelican. The Roses and Company are back for season three. Moira learns the difficult realities of working on council, while Johnny faces more business woes when Bob kicks him out of the garage. Plus, David and Stevie find themselves tangled up in an unexpected love triangle. Welcome back to Shitlist as we dive into the season three premiere, opening night. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Shitlist. Welcome back. We are here for season three. Did you miss us? We're alive. We're alive. We're here. (laughs) We're living life. Um, Guys, if you didn't realize, we're kind of enjoying where we have been enjoying our time off. We have. Because we had all these high hopes of things we were going to post and talk about while we were gone. And if you're following along, we did none of that. No, but we did. We finally got together in person over. It was just Memorial Weekend. I that was a a pleasant, unexpected surprise. I made a quick trip up to Michigan and Katie and I were able to have a little brunch session. She, I guess, let's announce uh, who the winner of season yes. two was. I was so glad I got to deliver your award in person. Very, I felt vindicated and very happy. I have my little trophy here. Yeah. Katie and I uh, met for brunch. She gave me my trophy. And yeah, we happy posted anniversary. That on, uh, we posted One that on social. Two's debate. Yeah. So if you want to see Steffi with her little trophy, go check it out on social media. But yes, Stephanie, you swapped all five categories. Yes. Thank surprise, you to everyone surprise. who voted. <laughs> We're now tied, though. You've won one. I've won it's one. True. So with an even number of seasons, we could just be tied forever. Well, we may never get over this tie. We're going to we'll have a final bracket to figure out. But yeah, in terms of who wins, how many we might yeah. tie there. So, um, so but yeah, I, I mean, I was glad your episode won. I think it was no surprise. No Thank secret you. that I uh, kind of adored that episode. <laughs> it was so. a good episode. Well, going into season three, we've got our eyes set on our, our favorites. And you'll just have to, yes. as always, stick around for the ride and wait. I'm for excited for this season. This season is so good. Like we ended on such a good note with my episode. And I think that just sets us up for a new season that gets even funnier because the roses are now more accepting, I guess, of their situation. They're part, they're part of this town. They're part, they're part of, this of the town. Now. They're embracing the people and the opportunities. And with that, like we lose some of that bitterness that we've been seeing for the last two seasons. Yep. So that's going to get really Before fun. we get in though, let's talk about some updates. Yeah. Let's. Some things have happened before or since we've been gone. Um, literally the day after we recorded, I think you and I both found out that (laughs) Schitt's Creek is moving to Hulu guys. I know. So important. If you're going to follow along, you're going to have to sign up for Hulu or I believe they can still stream it on pop TV. Okay. Which was the original, um, channel. I think you get ads with pop TV, but yeah, if you need to make that switch or make preparations, (laughs) we've got some, it's not till October. Yes. Not till October. I was telling Katie, I, I don't know. I, I don't watch a ton on Netflix anymore, to be honest. Like sometimes I'll just scroll to see if there's anything interesting. And I watched a few like short mini series that have been good, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I might just jump over to Hulu for a while. In a jump fall. ship. Yeah. We'll have to see. So yeah, that was big news. We've got, so that's some, important. <clears throat> we've got some other Schitt's Creek family news. Sarah Levy. Sarah Levy's going to have a baby. A little baby twice. You just going to be a grandpa. <laughs> uh, she and got Dan's married in October be an last uncle. year. 
Yes. Yeah. And he, I was going to say, he posted, he commented on her announcement posts in a very David Rose brand uh, response that said, I'll finally like a baby (laughs) minus a few others. I'm sure he has other friend babies that he likes, but I feel like his sentiments with kids are very similar to David Rose's. Yeah, I could see that. (laughs) Um, Also expecting is Noah Reed, who we have not met in this show yet, but he plays Patrick, who's a character we're going to meet very soon. So Noah Reed. Yeah, Yeah. Noah Reed. He's a, I've said this before, he's a musician um, also, in addition to being an actor. Mm -hmm. He and his wife, Claire, are also expecting a baby. They're due in August. I'm not sure when Sarah Levy's due. I was trying to find that right before we got on here, but couldn't find excited it excited so. for her either way and him yeah very cool um, um happy pride month yeah we're it's recording june 1st today june first this will come up a few days later but yeah happy pride month uh if you did catch our one announcement we made over the break one post that was that we have created a team for the 2022 bob jog which we talked about way back in season two a little bit mm-hmm. um i think we we stumbled upon it from last year but there is a virtual 5K called the Bob Jog, and you can register if you just Google Bob Jog 5K. We've also linked it in our Instagram mm-hmm. uh, like title page or bio, um, and you can register. I want to say it was between like 40 and 50 bucks to register, but you get... It was 45 plus a 45. fee, plus like okay. a sign-on fee. But you get a t-shirt and a Bob Jog medal, and basically between... It's a certain number of days between like july through august i want to say i have i have the dates i have the dates. so you have to sign up by june 30th and run anytime between august 1st and september 15th you just run a 5k on your own it's a completely virtual run walk or jog however you want to get across those five k's so yeah we created a shits list a shits list a shit list team if you would like to join our team yeah to hear all about your bob jog experiences and share photos and tag us and all it'll be fun i was gonna say like we can um so if you want to sign up under our team name like we'll just like we could collect everyone's photos just saying they did it and we'll share them all at once when everything's over and then i was also thinking i have a few running friends in the area maybe i'll like do a little get together a little shit list yeah team get together if you guys want to sign up so for sure i'm, I'm in grand rapids guys so you can come in your grand rapids yeah. Yeah. um <laughs> but yeah i think susha and i will do the the bob jog together and just as a reminder with the bob jog a portion of the proceeds go towards this organization um katie do you want to give a little more information about that yeah the that goes to the Mama Bears, which are a network of group websites and special projects and resources dedicated to supporting, educating, and empowering parents of LGBTQ kids and the community. I did not write that little line. I just read it off the website, Um, but it's a very good organization. If you've watched the show entirely all the way through, including the Best Wishes, Warmest Regards documentary at the end, 1,800 of members of this Mama Bears organization wrote Dan Levy and the cast and crew a big, long, moving thank you letter letter. Mm -hmm. for the show. So uh, if you're a devoted fan that's been that far, you already know. But anyway, it's a good organization. So that's where the proceeds go. We are not we're not in charge of this 5K. We just thought it would be fun to have a team for us. We just created a team. But like run with us us. exactly with us in quotes because it's virtual. (laughs) However you want to move your body. Yeah. Um, But yeah, just a quick reminder for that. Also, with it being Pride Month, I would just say look for 
any like community celebrations or opportunities in your area, Mm -hmm. just ways to engage and, you know, not just in June, but really all year Year round. Yep. Exactly. So um, with that, I think that's sort of all of our updates. Should we? That's all the news. Roll right in. It's great to be back. I'm going to be leading tonight's episode. We are season three, episode one, opening night is the name of our episode. (laughs) And we start with a cold open in the motel room. We're back in the motel. David's making his bed and I love his outfit in this episode. He's got these like, I don't know if they're acid wash, the the black and say, white tie-dye jeans. I just love this look on him. And then he's got his, you know, classic knit sweater, which we'll see tons mm-hmm. of this season. Moira barges in. She's looking for her portfolio. It's her first day on town council. It's her first town hall meeting. And <laughs> David's like, I don't know. Only- portfolio Moira would propose for or prepare for a town council meeting like this like oh yeah there's the title of the episode opening night like it's a big fanfare for her although I can I can relate a little bit because I take theater terminology and apply it to like non-theater experiences Mm. like everyday life to a ball game it's apparently not the balcony it's the upper deck oh to me as a theater person I would just say oh the balcony so I can understand that a little bit. Yes. Um, but no, she barges in. She's looking for her portfolio. She says, David had it last night and he was bedazzling it. And <laughs> she, he's like, uh, I haven't bedazzled anything since I was 22. Katie, have you ever bedazzled anything? <laughs> I was really you hoping you'd craze? ask me this question. <laughs> okay. So in the Y2K era. Bedazzler, right? When was that out? I think it was before that. We must have been in like middle. I must have been in like middle school. It was like early, maybe late 90s, early 2000s. It was like an as seen on TV thing. And I wanted one, Stephanie, so bad. I wanted to bedazzle all the things. And then when I finally got one, I realized like how difficult and it was and how you impatient make it look so I was. easy like it's just a stapler yes. and you just yeah and that's all you do you just on. jam them on and and they're just gonna look good and you don't have to and plan or make anything straight yeah I tell you what I probably used that thing one freaking time my mom was probably so pissed like because I had no patience for that uh but I did have one for a hot second I never did had you a bedazzler no I didn't uh. I never did but I kind of wanted one but I was also a little suspicious like how well do those really stay on there you make it look way too easy yeah you're right it was it made it look like a little stapler that it's i could like tap 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 yeah i yeah. don't i don't think no. that's how it worked um but moira's insistent no i saw you last night you were dressed as a harlequin she says and as she's saying this she realizes like, <laughs> this oh, was just maybe it was a night terror a night terror um so as this is all unfolding suddenly someone walks out of david's bathroom someone we met last season yes it's Mr. Jake the Woodsmith, the carpenter. In a towel. In a towel. Fresh out of the shower, you could say. And Moira has this like delight on her face. She even like gives him a quick like one over up and down, like a quick sultry look. hello she gives him. Very. And David is just standing there like, oh God reluctantly introduces Moira as his mother. And did you notice when he says, This is my mother? She gives him this look of like don't age me like that. Like in front of this good looking man. Yes. Um, what was he supposed to say? This is Moira Rose. Right. She probably, I'm, I'm sure she would have preferred that television's yeah. Moira Rose. Yeah. Television's Moira Rose. And David's like, no one was supposed to be home. And 
asks Moira why she's not at lunch. And this is where we get the classic line, David, stop acting like a disgruntled pelican. Which <clears throat> is like an iconic line of the show. Until rewatching this, I couldn't really place where it came from. But now... Like, oh, yeah. really? Yeah, I had a hard time <laughs> oh, yeah. remembering where I, this came from. It's one of the most quotable quotes. From Very this. quotable. It's on all the Etsy swag. You can oh, find yeah, it on all the sure. gifts and things. Yeah. So just then Johnny shows up into the fold, too. He's also looking for Moira's portfolio. <laughs> Equally shocked by Jake, who's now getting dressed and... <laughs> Awkward As Johnny, always. awkward As dad. always. I see Davis made you feel quite at home and starts rambling about what they were or were not doing. The funny part of that was when he said that and Moira was like, oh, John, like she's suddenly embarrassed of him when just a second ago yeah. she was the embarrassing was one the in the one room. Embarrassing, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Alexis comes in. Oh, my God. And Johnny says that they found the boys in an afternoon delight, which <laughs> just like, and then, cringe. and then the kids team up on Johnny. No, no, never say that again. It's funny how they'll be against each other. And then immediately right. united against, against their parents, parent moments. awkward Johnny, especially. Yep. So in all of this awkwardness and David's just mortified, Moira finds her portfolio tells Jacob, she calls him Jacob. Um, she's like, if you take as much care of David as you do your physique, he's in good hands, <laughs> something like that. And David's just yes. shooing them all out of the room, calls Alexis a predator because she's like smirking at him and making. I love the interaction between Alexis and Jake. Um, yeah. Like it's very, very flirtatious. And until the next scene, you don't really know what Jake's preferences are. Yeah. So it's very possible that Jake could be interested in both of the rose children <laughs> well yeah because where we left off with jake last season um stevie and david were kind of both going after him so right who's to say so yeah that's our fun cold open i'm gonna go character by character tonight let's start with johnny i think we'll start over at okay. the barn or not the barn the garage johnny shows up to work at the garage and there's someone sitting in his desk and it's this guy we've never seen before. He's on the phone with someone taking their credit card info. And this is a fun fact for no one except me, but the last four digits of the credit card are 6312. And growing if up, I, that were, if... those were the last four digits of our home, like our landline oh, phone number. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Super random. If I... um. If I were doing trivia questions tonight, that was definitely going to be one of and them. I probably but you would have gotten it. Gotten it. I had a personal you yeah, definitely. Wow. Um, That's so small. I know, small world. Johnny and Bob walk oh, in and Johnny's like, "Who's who the hell is this guy? Bob says, this is Kale. Kale. However you call. Kale. Um, he does Kale? big business, Kale. according to Bob. And has a big opportunity for Johnny, who's not interested. He just wants this guy out of his desk. But Bob says, well, now that you're sharing an office, maybe you want to get in on this. And, and I, I just love how we can only hear bits and pieces of Cal's conversation. In the background, yeah. But it's clear that it's a scam. It's like and a Johnny's, scam. Johnny clearly thinks the same. Yeah. Um, but Bob is really impressed by this guy. He says that Cal works in antivirus. 
and says he's amazing. And we that's when we hear Cal on the phone with someone. He's like, you'll know what's working if you don't see any changes. <laughs> when you see nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> nothing happens. Okay. And apparently Cal is paying for this space or maybe struck a deal with Bob. We don't really know. But Bob reminds Johnny like, well, you aren't paying for this space either. And you're like putting me in a tough spot. Um, I want to keep you both. <laughs> I want to keep you both. But he's going on and on about Cal. And he said, you know, my computer was riddled with viruses and Cal fixed it over the phone. He didn't even need to look at my computer. And to Bob, he's like, this is amazing. This guy is a whiz. Um, and Johnny's just like, this is a scam and mentions he has a meeting with a client in an hour. And what's he supposed to do with this guy sitting there? I was like, are you really bringing a client into the garage anyway? I, mean, I guess what are his Especially options? Especially once we see the client. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a whole other story. Um, but yeah, Bob is like, well, I don't want to tell you, but there's a cardboard box over there with your name on it if you need to pack up your things, like basically kicking him out. But yeah, Johnny is dumbfounded. Like, what a morning. This is not what he expected to walk into. Um, and I just wanted to like m- pause on this whole scene for a minute because I definitely know people in my family of an older generation than myself, less tech savvy, or they just didn't grow up with technology like we did, who can be a little more susceptible to some of those schemes Uh and scams. And one recent fiasco that comes to mind, and I don't think she'll mind me telling because I've told tons of people (laughs) in my life already. It's too late now. My sweet, sweet mother who um, was approached by one of those independent uh, phone service agents at a Sam's club. Like when you oh, first yeah, walk in. Oh yeah. I've definitely heard this story. And uh, <laughs> it became a whole fiasco because she was considering changing service providers. And this person was quote unquote representing, representing one of those other s- providers. And they came up to her and they gave her this great pitch about, Oh, you get two free iPhones and an extra line and blah, blah, blah. And she signs up. Uh, and it turns into a whole fiasco because they never actually like gave her any information. They wrote down her information on a piece of paper. They gave her nothing. And then like it took months for it to all unfold and she would call AT&T. Well, she would call the company <laughs> and, <laughs> and they were like, well, was this a, uh, a representative of ours or in it came up like, no, that wasn't like an actual representative. It's like an independent person. They had to like reorder phones and she got a, they got her to add an extra line for an iPad, which doesn't even have a SIM card, but like she wouldn't know that. Right. And it just became this whole mess. And eventually we're like, okay, I don't think technology decisions are things that you should make on your own. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's run it, it by a couple so people. S- any anything like that though like i don't know about that situation but even on the phone like oh yeah people are so sketched like they're it's amazing how much information one that they already know or just how and, they'll leave you voicemails like they're a friend like they already know you like let's chat more about that line of credit right like, i've never talked to you nor do i want to we i have an example that recently came up at work because i'm responsible for like making sure our our quickbooks subscription is up to date and everything mm-hmm. and it renews once a year and i know when it comes up and I knew it was coming, it was coming up in March, but in like January, I got a phone call saying, Oh, we're ready to renew your subscription, but the card we have on file didn't work. Um, do you want to call us and give us that information? And so 
I was like, oh, when is it coming? It's coming soon. So maybe this is legit. But I I did like a quick, I was like, this is weird. This is not mm-hmm. how quick QuickBooks doesn't contact me no. like this. So I call this number back and it's ringing, 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 ringing. I'm like, okay, also QuickBooks doesn't have a non-answered number. Like it would be a recording prompt. It would be yeah. like press one for customer service, ring, 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 hang up. Five seconds later, this person calls me back. Oh, I'm sorry. I was on the other line. I'm calling you back. I'm from QuickBooks. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. No. <laughs> but I was like, mm, we just renewed or something. I don't know if it was before or after our renewal, but he's like, do you want me to use the card ending? And he even had the last four digits of my card, oh, of our card. I'm like, like, breached or something. I don't know. I don't know how they had that, oh. but I was like, um, I actually, I'm going to use a different card. So I'll call you back or I can call you back. What would be a good time? I'm like, no, I'll call you. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, don't fucking call here again. Yeah. <laughs> Shady. Yeah. Well now every time I go to like a Sam's club and I see those independent agents, which it's not their fault. It's the system is all shady. Right. But every time I see them, I just like, if they try to talk to me, I'm like, stay no, away from me. You made my mom's life a nightmare and my screwed over kind of, mama P we're you done screwed us over. Get away from me. I'm just looking for my, you know, my uh, bulk chips or whatever. I'm there. <laughs> or toilet day. paper, or toilet water paper. bottles, <laughs> bottle water. You got it. Um, so, yeah, Johnny is booted out of the barn. That didn't last very long. <laughs> the garage. You said the barn. Okay, the barn. To be fair, the barn is a big part of the town, too. So. It but is. Bob's garage. Bob got, garage. Uh, Johnny got kicked out. Yeah, we're not really going to see a ton of it, I think, from this point on, which is not really sad. Yeah. Um, so Johnny has to scramble to find a venue for his meeting that's coming up. So next thing we see, he's in the cafe at a booth with his prospective client or collaborator. We don't yep. really know. He just said he had a meeting and he has his box of things that Bob had him fill. <laughs> Tucked in the corner. The box is a um it's a wiper fluid box. You can see like on the cardboard. Oh, is it? I didn't like, notice that. What containers of wiper fluid or whatever. And he's meeting with this woman who looks very corporate and her In name a is white dress. Amy Grace. Looks That's like she's drinking a was... metal harvest smoothie kind of from the looks of it. She probably loves the metal harvest smoothie. Probably. Um, all I could think of was this girl in this white dress was going to come to Bob's garage and be grease covered <laughs> 10 minutes ago. Like, so would, this is probably for the best. I know. What would she have thought if that's where they actually took the meeting? Um Johnny says that she is from a family that they used to vacation with back in the day. He says, you always used to be little Amy, but she corrects him and is like, it's Amy Grace. And oh, well, I remember you were just little Amy. Yeah. And then he's like, well, you can just call me Johnny Michael. <laughs> She's like, so such a gross character. Yeah. Just very like short and not like mm, in, not indulge in any like small talk. Um, do you know anybody with two first names or who uses two first names? Um, I mean, I know like I definitely have like a second cousin whose name is Mary Catherine and that's okay. her name. That's yeah. a long one too. That is a long one. Yeah. I that's can't think of anyone off the top of my head. Um, sometimes I have students who have like two last names and then that can get a little confusing. Like just like knowing what their yeah. name that they can And, and I mean... I guess like some people might like shorten it up or do like initials or something, mm-hmm. you know, if they, if they have that. Yeah, for but sure. But I, I remember like we definitely always called her Mary Catherine. Mary Catherine. Yeah. 
That's so funny. Very long, very long. <laughs> um, so apparently this meeting is about Amy, Amy Grace's business, excuse me, um, which is Screamnastics. Sounds like apparently my worst nightmare. It was craze. It's a combo of gymnastics. And as she said, scream therapy and extreme juicing. Um, and then she calls out his orange juice for its high sugar levels, which is yeah. one of the many sadnesses in my life is that. Which is so, yeah. Like, Remember the Weight you Watchers? Can, you yeah, can't have you the can juice, have an but orange. you can have the fruit. Yeah, exactly. It's, Bullshit. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Bullshit. Um, and apparently Johnny's trying to convince Amy Grace that Schitt's Creek is the prime location for one of her um, franchises. Yeah, he and wants a franchise. She mentions that, well, she's on this trip visiting all these small towns and has realized that that's just really not the demographic who's interested in the sort of, as she called it, scream-nastic inner outer beauty connectivity. They're not interested in that level of wellness or, you know. I think that's, um, you think that's true? I think that's kind of true. I do. I think some of that, first of all, like to have that sort of time, there's a bit of privilege involved, I think, to be able to like... be so extreme of, with your self care if you want lack to call of it resources that. too. Like when lack you live in a small town like that, yeah. Um, it might just seem a little like fussy, hoity toity. Um, mm-hmm. but Johnny's trying to pitch, no, this is the town, this is the place, and tries to get her to like reconsider. And finally, she's like already like inching out of the booth, she's done. She's like, well, maybe we'll circle back in six months. And he's like, well, how about three? And you'll He's See if, <laughs> trying to be optimistic. Like, maybe oh, you can well, find yes. a place for your your screamnasium, as he calls it. And she's like, that's not what we call it. Like, we don't call him that. That's what's stupid about this. Okay. Duck up, bitch. So <laughs> with that, she leaves and Johnny looks very defeated. Um, I wanted to talk about like some crazy or weird workout trends or like self-care trends. Um, I did a little Ooh. bit of researching. Okay. For examples, I think some of the the ones that just popped into my head would be like goat yoga. Have you heard of goat yoga where oh, yeah. you do yoga been. with goats and they'll like jump up on you? I've never been either. I don't know or that kitten, I would enjoy Or it. kitten yoga. I would enjoy that much better than goat yes. yoga. <laughs> um, but then there's also like cryotherapy, which is more like in the, I guess, like physical therapy realm, but it's still also just very extra and excessive where you get into those like ultra chilly cold, Super cold tanks. tanks. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's some like older, uh, examples I had was the shake weight. Do you remember the shake weight, (laughs) 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 which is a very suggestive looking, uh, workout piece of equipment. Um, We have videos from a college party of all of us using the shake (laughs) weight and it's definitely, uh, Nice. Definitely suggestive. That's for sure. Another one I thought of was jazzercise, which was a big craze okay. for a while. And then there was yeah. a really weird one I had never heard of. It's called aqua spinning. I'll post some photos this week. Mm. Um, but it basically looks like you're on a stationary bike that's in a pool. So you're you're biking underwater. I don't know. I'm assuming it has our, to do with like the pressure or I don't know if it's more one of pressure our resorts, or less pressure underwater. I think our resort that we went to for our anniversary that one year had bikes in the water. Yeah. And we like rode the spin bikes. I had never seen that before. Um, but no, those were a couple of funny examples. Has anyone listening uh, in our audience 
taken any sort of like eccentric uh, workout class that you'd like to share with us? We'd love this to isn't that eccentric, but this is like a new thing too. It's called pound and you get these big like drumsticks, I think. Mm. And you're like, it's like all about the, oh, beat yeah. and like, I have a That's couple right. friends that did that. They said they squat their asses off in that. And it's, it's yeah. really intense. I've never oh, done I it. Bet. But. And like, sometimes don't they use like a ball that they're hitting? Or... Yeah, I think so too. I think. Interesting. I guess we just have to like keep it interesting so we don't get bored. Or not, how much not into group fitness we, myself. <laughs> <laughs> how much we wish we weren't doing this right now. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just a new distraction. Um, uh, scream Nastics would probably be my worst nightmare because there's a lot of kids and a lot of screaming. So yeah, I don't, I don't think I need that. So that's that's sort of the end of Johnny's arc for now. At least he he's mm-hmm. very defeated. His he was trying to be optimistic again, you know, trying to His turn things around and through. again, another, another no go. So poor Johnny, poor, poor Johnny sitting alone in his booth. We're going to go ahead and jump to David. Um, David just had that awkward encounter in the cold open. And now he heads down to Stevie's office and walks in on Stevie and his recent guest, Jake, who are oh, now behold. cozy on the couch. They're also wearing like the same outfit. They both They're have twins. Like, <laughs> I was going to say blue that shirts that are open Twinsies. with jeans and a shirt underneath. David's very confused. And Stevie is all smiles. And she's she, like, he just came to say hi to me. And they're like kind of snuggling on the couch. What I what I like about this bef- right in this moment is that Stevie is still in the game that they were playing at the party. And oh, she yeah. thinks that she's won. You know what I mean? Yes, she's like, ha, and she's ha. she's gloating like. Yeah. Um, and David is being a little inquisitive, like, well, what are you guys chatting about? And she's like, are you writing a true crime novel? Uh, and with that, Jake gets up and is about to go and gives Stevie this flirty says kiss. Says his goodbyes. Says yeah. his goodbyes. While David looks very stunned. Only for Jake to then get up and kiss David, which stuns Stevie. <laughs> and, and David, David has, after the fact. David has this like duck lip face of confusion as Jake leaves. Like, hmm, what are we what are we gonna do about what's, this? What's happening <laughs> what's here? What's happening here? So that startles Stevie because now she's like, what the flying fuck is going on here? And they quickly realize that they're both in separate relationships with Jake. Mm-hmm. And David says, well, he literally just came from my room to come down here to shock Stevie. But, but Stevie one ups him. <laughs> well, he drove me to work this morning. So and, she spent the night last yeah. night. Yeah. And David is uh, really grossed out. And it's like, I'm not sure I want Excuse your sloppy me? seconds. And I love Stevie's line after that. She's like, well, first of all, who says they're sloppy? And second of all, who's to say we aren't getting his sloppy thirds? Like, who knows how many other people he's yeah. in an open relationship with? So David is super and- bothered. And he's like, I know someone is sloppy, and it's not me. And they're ready to get to the bottom of this. So I know the answer, Katie, because we've already discussed Joe is your one and only. <laughs> but, like, the idea of open relationships or polyamorous I uh, I guess if everyone is on board I guess if I guess the thing is if everyone knows right it's a possibility and And I will say if you're just looking for sex like yeah that's that's (laughs) that's one thing um 
I will say as someone who's like had to navigate the online dating pool. In I was years, thinking about you. There were yes. definitely times like you would read someone's bio and it would say like they're um, polyamorous, I think was the word. Oh, but basically implying like they are either in a, into open, open relationship relationships or are looking for someone to join an open relationship. And that was never for me, but I appreciated well, I them thinking... being up front because I wouldn't right, want to be don't like, wanna, right, you don't want to get into that and get into that and be like, oh, wait a second. I didn't realize that was how this I never was. thought of that being a thing, like where people would just say that they were polyamorous. Yeah. But I was thinking of you and like how you when you were online dating for a while, you were balancing like, oh, I might see this guy or <laughs> I might see that guy. And then I'm talking to this guy. But like, should yeah. I stop talking to you this guys? Guy? <laughs> I was basically the bachelorette. What can I say? Yes. <laughs> She handed out um, roses. I Will did. you accept this rose? I did. So many roses. Um, no, actually. But that's not. what I was thinking about when I was thinking yeah. of this trouble situation. It's just like a balancing act of relationships. But in this case, Jake is like very open about everything. He just very needs open. to let everyone else know. Yeah. And I mean, even when Sushant and I started dating, like we went on casual dates, you could say. And then there is that conversation of like, okay, let's be exclusive and not. And do you cancel your account, your Bumble account or whatever yes, it is? We did. And so, yeah, I think it just really threw Stevie and David for a loop because this is not the situation they thought they were getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, so they march over together to Jake's woodshop, who we get to see the inside of. The woodshop. Where is this woodshop? Do you think? A great question. Um, mm-hmm. But it's far more Less organized. Than a 10 minute walk. It, <laughs> It must be close. Um, much more organized than Bob's garage, I would say. He's yeah, working on like definitely. a clear coat on this mid-century modern looking chair. And uh, he's got his shop apron on. He uh, He's in the middle of working as Stevie and David march in. And they're ready to tell him that they found him out. But he's he's like, oh, I assumed you guys already knew. He plays it very cool and aloof. And... It's kind of like, oh, I thought you were cool with it, which gets David all defensive. Like, well, I'm cool. I'm not I'm not, not, not cool, cool with it. <laughs> I'm just looking for clarity is what he says. So they're kind of like backpedaling a little bit from they came in with this united from being front. mad about it. Yeah. And now they're like, no, I mean, yeah, it's it's fine. I just wanted to make sure we're all on the same page. And I think it's partly because they still both find him attractive and right. cool enough to like not want to look lame or like a prude in front of him. So, but also, do you think both of them are still like playing that little competition game in their head? Too? Oh yeah, like, like I'm not. They don't want to walk away. I'm not walking away. Yeah, I'm not walking away. Yeah, you walk away. I'm. I'm because they're away. both competitive people. We've yeah. already established that. So that resentment they had, like you said moments ago, is kind I'm of cool. dwindling. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm cool. We're cool. Okay. Everyone's yeah. cool. <laughs> We're all cool. So, so that situation remains to be seen how that will evolve. But at the moment, I guess everyone is aware of the situation and is saying mm-hmm. they're yep. not not cool with it. So, so we're just going to carry on. We're going to carry on and we'll see where it takes them. See what so with that, Katie, I think we should uh, take a little break. We're going to throw it to our first sponsor of the season and uh, we'll be right back. Sounds good. This episode is sponsored by Cal's Antivirus. Having troubles with your PC? Getting that looming hourglass and grinding hard drive melody too many times for comfort? With the help of a touch-tone phone and the last four digits of your social security number, Cal's Antivirus can scrub every piece of data off your home computer and have it purring like a baby kitten, yet running as fast as a cheetah in no time. And the best part is... 
All of this can be done right over the phone, social distancing style. So call Cal today to get your computer the cleanup you didn't even know you needed. You'll know it's working when you see nothing happening at all. Mention Shitlist to receive a free Cal's antivirus mouse pad. And we're back. Thank you to Cal and Cal's antivirus. Cal's antivirus. You know what? I'm thinking about it now. It might be who called me at work was Cal. I mean, oh. he had the last four digits of my card already. That's and he true. was not offering any known service other than just to <laughs> renew. So maybe, wow, maybe that, that was Cal. Cal, was that you? If you're listening to us right now. Well, thank Don't you. Don't call me again. <laughs> but thank you for support- supporting the podcast nonetheless. But we'll take your advertising dollars. <laughs> That you swindled from your customers. Yes. yes. Thank you, Cal. All right. Let's jump into the Rose Ladies. We've talked about Johnny and David. Now we're going to move on to Moira. This is her okay. opening night after all. Uh, first town oh, hall God. meeting. And she's very excited. There's And there's a lot of people gathering outside this town hall. So apparently yeah, big crowd. people are like willing to show up for. Who knows how often they have these meetings. And she marches into town hall. Hello, everyone. What time is curtain? Again, using her theater lingo. She's wearing wearing a Siberian hat. (laughs) Big furry hat. Siberian snow princess is like what came to mind. (laughs) Yes, that's actually a very good description. And she's very excited to see that there are people outside waiting to come in. And she then fans, fans, making an audience, making observations about what everyone else is wearing. And, and Roland's like, well, I might lose the jacket, which he ends up. <laughs> he does lose off, the jacket. <laughs> leaving just like this dingy t-shirt underneath. Was it his, it wasn't his like fancy leather dinner jacket. Was it that he was wearing? I don't think it was, but it I was like it a was similar like, like color. Like a Carhartt style yeah, or something. I think okay. so. mm-hmm. A little more casual. Um, but she insists like, we can't look like we've given up on ourselves. These are real people. <laughs> With real problems, and we have to at least pretend that we understand them. <laughs> well, I can't pretend to understand. It's like no shit, Moira. Yeah. You can't understand. And then she says, "Places, please. The show is about to begin." So then they're in the meeting, and someone is pitching the idea that they need extended childcare by just half an hour in the afternoons. And Roland, true politician, is like, "Yeah, we'll give that a thought." And Moira chimes in, chimes in and is like, well, this seems like something very reasonable and attainable. And she gets like a good response from the audience. The crowd fired up. Kind of keeps her going. And she they, tries, they suddenly adore her. Yeah. She tries to relate. She's on this role and she's like, <laughs> you know, there were times where I put, you know, a lot of time and money into my own children and mentions, you know, the struggling mother whose manicurist used the wrong color and must start over again. Ronnie's and face I think kind of sees that. that she's losing them. So then she brings up, or the father who got stuck in a mine, like polar. She goes <laughs> from one extreme to the other, like one extreme to the other. Hopefully you fall somewhere in the middle. Relating Talking to about stories. this guy waiting for a man, a dust covered man to appear out of the darkness. Out of the darkness. Is this what we want? Homeless toddlers tugging at your pant leg. Um, <laughs> and the girl that asked the question was like, well, we don't leave them alone. Like... <laughs> She's on a roll and she gets a standing ovation and she even like claps for herself a little bit. She's very happy with how this is going. It's funny. And Ronnie and Roland and Bob are just looking at her like, no, this isn't how it works. Like this is no, this isn't it. So there's a break and the four of them are huddling and the other three are like, hey, like you can't undermine us like this. This 
you can't just make promises. This isn't a theater. And um, she's like, well, we were losing them. Like she was willing to say anything to keep (laughs) her a captivated audience, basically. And it's like, well, you can't just make blind promises and says this isn't Sunrise Bay kind of trying to snap her back into reality. And that doesn't work. Well, Bob, simple, simple, Bob. Uh, you said I should use the bathroom on this break, but the line's getting really long. Like he's just hopeless, and I think the rest of them know that. Um, and so Moy returns to Ronnie and is trying to appeal to him. I was like, if it's, you know, why, as a woman with some sort of maternal instinct, you must, you must. You have feel- whispers of a maternal whispers. <laughs> And she's like, it's not a matter about like compassion. It's a matter of money. And we don't have the money. Let's find the money. <laughs> and then Roland has to impersonate I her. love this. I love this. Going to your money orchard and getting money from the money trees. And then gather some diamond carrots and golden potatoes. Not the real this kind is, you eat. But actual this is kind of um, reminiscent of last season when they got in their little spat on... That I'm one episode, Lawyer and Rose. he started imitating yeah. her. It's mm-hmm. a similar like vibe he's giving off, that which is. is now the second time he's like putting her place over yeah. that money and like mm-hmm. hoity toityness. So, and Ronnie's basically like, "Hey, you created this mess. It's your job to fix it." And Roland says, "Welcome to the show." So I think this whole thing. Uh, is- I love his body language when he says that too. <laughs> Welcome to the show, and he's like all like <laughs> sniveling. Like, I, I, if you could see me, guys, you would see what I was doing. She's like <laughs> doing this worm snake charm, like standing up worm. Yeah, but that's what Roland did. But it goes to show, like, she thinks they're all simpletons, but she's realizing no, this is actually a tough job, harder than she thought. And they probably put up, even though every time we see them, they're just sitting around in their chairs, chairs. Right. There but are they're some, responsible for they're things. They're responsible like, for things. And there's that responsibility maybe she wasn't really mm-hmm. thinking about when she got into this whole situation. Um, so then the the meeting resumes and Roland hammers the gavel, I guess, to officially resume the meeting. Is that how that works? <laughs> yeah, this is a courtroom. So. Um, we are now in session. <laughs> and Moira trying to charm the audience because she knows she has to spin the bad news. Hello yeah. again, you beautiful people. Do we really want Big Brother programming every moment of our children's lives? And it's like, she won't just say no. Just like, I kind of thought, well, just like Stevie and David wouldn't say no. Or Alexis. I'm thinking Alexis, like when she doesn't tell Ted no or anybody no. Yeah. Yeah, Like kind of won't say the hard truths. That's something Mm -hmm. we've seen several times before. Um, And then she hammers the gavel. (laughs) And it's like a <laughs> distraction. Um, Let's just do this and see what happens. And then she's she's using politician talk again. She's like, we'll inter- we'll approach or entertain. We'll lose her. She loses her train of thought. She's just trying to ramble basically to avoid saying what she was kind of implying. Absolutely crucial. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so Roland, she's just spewing words at one point yeah. <laughs> until Roland kind of swoops in and helps her. And he's like, we'll think about it and cuts her off. And then she's kind of defeated. He's, too. he's had experience being the Debbie yeah. Downer, and he knows like he's got to say that someone has to yeah. say it. So really, when you think of it, we're three for three defeated roses. Like David's feeling a little defeated with this whole thruple yeah. situation. Johnny's defeated, and now Moira's a little defeated, or she at least had a reality check. Um, yeah, this job isn't as easy as she thought it would be. And then lastly, we're gonna wrap up with Alexis, who um, that morning is at the cafe, and she's. Uh, Again, like we're seeing moments of where she's really capable and there's, she does have a skill set, mm. 
because she found an app for Ted at the vet where patients can schedule their own appointments online. And she's like, this will save me a lot of time having to do that stuff. I don't have to answer the phone, basically. Ted is like, well, then what will you do? And she has to think and kind of stalls. She's like, my answer starts by me saying, like, she's just trying to (laughs) think of anything. It's like her job interview. (laughs) Like she's having to come up with a question. Yeah, she can't. Or answer to the question. Can we talk about scheduling appointments online? Sure. I think it's the greatest thing ever. Oh, yeah. If that's not an option, I'm kind of bothered by that, to be honest with you. (laughs) I hate when you like have to call a person and I'm like, they're like, what days work for you? And you tell them and then they say, oh, I say Wednesday afternoons. Well, I have a Tuesday afternoon. No, bitch. I did not say Tuesday. I said Wednesday. Can I just look at the book? Let me just look at the book and see what Mm -hmm. you have available, you know? And and I don't mean no bitch. Like I'm not thinking this lady on the other end is a bitch. It's just an expression. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's just doing her job. But it's like it's like it's so much easier when you can just br- look yeah. at the lists of appointments and browse and just pick the one that works for you and not have to communicate with a human. I have to do a lot of like coordinated um, like donation drop offs and pickups, and sometimes I have to do like mm-hmm. tours, and it's such a pain because it. I'm usually doing it over email, so it can be a long back and forth. Of, well, how about this day? Well, how about this? This works day? for you. This works so for me. My yes. technique is I just lay out my availability for the week. I'm like, yeah, that's I could great. do this day, this day, th- and choose a Take time one. and tell me. Pick one. And let's just make it one back and forth. The, yeah, I mean, the annoying. apps here for like our primary care doctors and stuff, like it is so easy. You can do mm-hmm. everything online, you know, and I think it honestly makes people more apt to do like self like self-care like that, primary yeah. care checkups and things like that. Cause it's so easy. If you can just do it without having to talk to a person much easier. Yeah. So sorry, Cal, the way of his business, I don't think is the way yeah. of the future. I don't need to talk no. to you, Cal. No. Um, so yeah, this is actually a really good improvement that Alexis is making, but it does kind of, uh, eliminate a lot of her <laughs> responsibilities. It's like computerizing her job, you know, exactly. factory <laughs> machines taking over. <laughs> So she's kind of saved from that discussion by Mutt who shows up and like makes a joke that doesn't land about their matching uniforms because they're both obviously on a break from the vet or heading to work. <laughs> you two call each other. <laughs> and Alexis looks kind of happy to see Mutt. They last saw mm-hmm. each other at the barn party. And he says that he and Tennessee, his new girlfriend, are going to go on a, a trip. And that really kind of surprises her. And she's interested. Um and he said, yeah, we're just going to go up the coast and see where it takes us. We don't have any plans or schedules. And Ted chimes in that that's his worst nightmare. <laughs> he does not like mm-hmm. that sort of travel. He's very type A in that regard. Yes. As someone personally who takes a lot of road trips, uh, I'm very type A. I usually over plan my trips. Um, I've even done like some smaller just mini day trips that are last minute. But there's always at least some plan. Like I'm not just driving to drive like yeah, I, there's a couple too. places I want to see. <clears throat> when I take bigger trips, however, I'm like really intense with my planning. Um, so yeah, that idea of like we're just gonna get in a car and drive, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's not really. We um we're the same. Like we like a good road trip, but I always have things planned out and things we're gonna see along the way. Mm-hmm. But I do love like if we like see something that wasn't on my list or oh, it's like, yeah. Oh, it's like a mile off the road. Let's go to this or let's check out that. What's that? Like, that's always nice to like throw that stuff in, but to just like go without a map and a yeah. plan. Absolutely not. I agree. I've had some real great surprises where like you find some the, good things. 
it can be the highlight of the trip sometimes, but mm-hmm. you need some structure in my some opinion. sort of some sort of direction. Exactly. But we find out later um, there is a little bit of direction. There is a little bit of direction. Yes, we'll get to that shortly. He says, you know, he just needs to get away, and then kind of changes the subject and asks what's new with them. <laughs> Ted chimes in. I love this. Well, Alexis came home to a naked man in her bathroom. And she's cool. That's cool. So like, but that also showed me, okay, she's quick on the gossip with Ted. Like, oh yeah. So now she's brought this up with him. Like that's the friendship level they're at or the coworker level they're at where they have, but it's just the two of them at the vet's office. So they probably just have their morning water cooler discussions. But she (laughs) makes this face like, uh, why, why would you say that to him? Like, that's not something I wanted you to share. And she has to clarify like, well, he wasn't there for me. And that made it sort of, Awkward, awkward and uncomfortable and then mutt offers her the use of his barn while he's away on this trip yeah she wants some you know privacy and also mentions she could like take care of the place what are the plants that kind of thing and she's like yeah i think that would be good for me and he's like okay well you know swing by later we're packing up and you can pick up the keys and after that little conversation she turns to ted and asks if that whole thing was weird which to me shows that she clearly sees ted as a friend and no longer right. a romantic partner, right. a friend and a boss. But like the she's awkwardness she's feeling like with life Mutt. Advice now. Yeah, she's feeling this awkward vibe with Mutt that I think she's gotten past with Ted at this point. Mm-hmm. Because again, like I, I'm trying to figure out her friendship with Ted too in this scene or in this episode because Ted goes with her to the barn or he drives her to the barn, I'm guessing. Um, yeah. And Maybe that was just a matter of like time yeah. and yeah saving time but nevertheless Tallahassee and Mutt are there loading up the car and or Tennessee <laughs> Tennessee Tallahassee Tennessee I thought you were making the jump on purpose <laughs> Tennessee <laughs> slash Tallahassee Tenna Tallahassee is kind of like confused why Alexis is there and she has to like get her up to speed about the offer Mutt gave her She's kind of a bitch about this whole thing. Like, what is the big deal? Well, from we've only seen her once in the barn scene where she seemed so like um, happy to meet her, happy go lucky and easy breezy. And now you can see she's got a little bit of uptightness to her Um, because she's like, oh, well, I would have, you know, cleaned the sheets if I knew you guys were staying. And Ted is quick to correct her. Which bothers Alexis. Uh, Yes, literally could not have said that any faster. Like we're not together. Yeah. and then when Mutt walks over, it gets even more awkward. And she she blows the whole story that they're going on a pine cone hunt. They're going on a pine which cone I think hunt. Mutt is completely embarrassed about. Yeah, I don't think he wanted to include that detail. This is not my idea. She's is, super into yeah. it. We're just gonna drive up the coast, and then I get on like, okay, what coast? Still trying to figure out where they are. Right. I'm thinking um, like East Coast. Yeah, like, or like Pacific Northwest. May- you know? Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. She's like, yeah, I found this old compass at a flea market and we'll just drive until we see the pine trees, which, again, that's not my kind of trip. Yeah. Um, yo. I wrote this. This whole description sounds like the biography of one of those couples on House Hunters with like an $850,000 budget. Mm-hmm. That's like, what are they? They are professional pinecone hunters. What do they do for a living? Mutt lives in a barn. <laughs> and she hunts for pine cones. And budget they, their is budget is $800,000. With like six bedrooms. The thing about this that bothers pool. me with her in this scene is like, 
I don't think this is this was a new girlfriend at the end of season two. I don't think that much time has elapsed because Jake and David are still fresh. Jake and Stevie are still fresh. You know, what has it been like a week or two, maybe? That we most. have known about her, but that, there was a gap in season two where we didn't see true. In a while. But here's the thing. She's acting like this is her home. Is she living well, there she at this point? Implies, like she's so yeah. offended that Alexis is like coming in there. It's like, what is the big deal? She's not, she's coming to like take care of the place. If anything, she, I think she does imply that like they live she's, there. You now. think she's yeah. staying there? Like it forever? sounds like it. The way um, she's offering to wash the sheets and stuff. Yeah. Like get out of here. Um, I, she's, she's, I don't like her in this scene. No. It's making me mad. Making it me all, mad. This whole relationship you can tell is, is, is not very, stable um because once she reveals that it's a pine cone hunt alexis is like looking at like oh that's gonna be so fun for you and so cathartic she she said (laughs) she realizes this does not sound like a good time and mutt even says like under his breath i think the compass is broken like he is clearly not excited yeah he's not into this at all and it becomes just like this passive aggressive arguing and then there's like this friendly moment where Mutt gives Alexis the keys and they like joke about not throwing any parties. And there's a little pinky swear moment, which you can tell bothers Tennessee. Yeah. She has to throw in a dig about the hot springs. And then uh, poor Ted just trying to like simmer the room is trying to make these pine cone puns. puns, which no <laughs> one except him is enjoying. And then they turn to leave and and she whispers to him. She's like, I will not be watering those plants. Like, this is a weird situation. I want no Because Ted said, yeah, that was weird. And that no, was like, weird. No, I will not so be that. So that's what I mean. Like, that. it's I enjoy seeing this dynamic. Her and Ted yeah. had such a rough road in season two that I love. Like, that they can just be, like, good gossipy buddies. friends. Buddies. buddies. Yeah. Kind of like where we have been at times with Stevie and David. Clearly not mm-hmm. in this moment. But, yeah, they're good friends. And it's nice to see so then we end with everyone back at the motel. Um, it's sometime in the evening. And Jocelyn, who we haven't seen but shows up at the very end, is dropping off a very drunk Johnny with his box of things from the mm-hmm. um, from the the garage. And this is where I think I saw that it was a, a washer fluid box. Oh, when okay. he's carrying it in, I could see that it was for washer fluid. And he's like, stay away from the cafe. First of all, very like broad, but still nonetheless funny, drunk acting on Eugene's part. Just like Mm -hmm. very, I can't even imitate it. But um, yeah, he's talking about too many olives and Jocelyn like air quotes. Yeah, too many olives. And she decided to bring him home when she saw him there. And Moira comments that he smells like her mother who must have been a bit of a, <laughs> a lush that. back in the day. Seems, seems like that runs in the family a yeah. little bit. Moira, Moira likes her, her liquor too. Yeah. But Johnny just plops down on the bed and Jocelyn does leave, but he's just, you know, he's so defeated and the family he's is down. all doing Johnny's things. He's down. really down. <clears throat> and we've never seen him like this before. No, not like this. We thought we, after last season's optimism that he would have, you know, good luck. And we're just not mm-hmm. seeing that yet. And Moira, as the ever supportive partner, just like Johnny is to her, really knows what to say and how to how to bring him up, you know, calling him a good man and good men always win. Mm-hmm. Mentions maybe not in this she, moment. You've got an olive stain on your tie. She has to <laughs> What's that? He said she yeah. um she plays this scene really well, Catherine O'Hara, yeah. because Moira's usually this flighty. Um, she even, drops some of that facade with him. Yeah, in these she gets very serious 
um, and somber when she sees like she sees her man is hurting like yeah. she's taking she knows what seriously. to say. And I think yeah. he likewise knows when he needs to give her like mm-hmm. good support. I, I like this. I really up. liked this scene for Me that too. reason. And then, of course, it ends on a comedic note because we hear, <laughs> we hear David through the wall. Has he thrown up yet? So they're clearly listening, but don't want to come yeah. in and engage. And Moira tells him to go to bed and Alexa chimes in. It's six o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny. Okay. Good night. Like he's so. You okay. Know, good night. So out of it. So wasted at this point. And then we get like a little bonus final scene. I felt like it could have ended there. Yeah. I get felt a like bonus. it definitely could have ended there. The next morning at the cafe, Johnny nursing his hangover with his sunglasses on and the kids and his are dry just, toast. His dry toast. The kids are just messing with him and he's trying to act like he's fine. And so to put him to the test, they uh, ask for a big piece of fish, some room temperature hollandaise sauce um, to turn the lights up even brighter, just persecuting him, as Moira said, who still insists that he's fine. And so just to like push him even further, they call for a toast, like clanging their glasses as loud as possible. Loudly. So loud. Yeah, And, uh, you know, some of this action and finally a toast. <laughs> Only John is like, okay, I'm going to go sit at another table. And and that's the end of that. What's the worst hangover you've ever had, Stephanie? Um, the worst hangover I ever had was a New Year's Eve rolling into New Year's Day hangover. And yeah. it was bad because I was I was in my mid-early 20s. I was it was the holiday. I was at my parents' house. My mom is in a one for drinking and so she doesn't celebrate new year's eve as much as she likes to celebrate new year's day which is not the normal for most people so right. i felt like garbage and she wants to like have people over for lunch New activities and, and i'm just like i just need to be in the dark in my room and just please don't even look at me and yeah that was a hard time but really very few and far between have i ever been in that situation yeah. sometimes at your house i've been in that situation I could see that. (laughs) (laughs) Not surprising. Do you? I've had a a few. I've had a few pretty bad ones. I think like the most memorable bad one. I've had a few. Let's be real. I drink more than you. Um, The most memorable bad one was my friend's wedding. Like I could not stop throwing up. And my Mm. mom finally gave me this medicine that she had a prescription of. It was something for nausea. And I took it and it, it helped that problem, but it mm-hmm. literally knocks you out. And so oh. I'm like sitting at my chair, getting my hair done, like nodding off. I'm like, I can't, <laughs> I can't stay awake. And it was the wedding day. Like we just drank too much the night before the wedding. I'm like, this was so stupid. Mm-hmm. Regrets. I'm having regrets. Mm-hmm. I would not be at the diner that day eating for sure. Yeah. Um. So that is the end of our episode. First episode of the season. I have a couple would you rather's to wrap up tonight. Um, okay. my first Good. I'm would glad you we're rather... keeping this. Oh, yes. glad we're this keeping is a this. fun little bit. I like this. Um, so my first would you rather is would you rather house sit for an ex, assuming you had an ex, would you rather house sit for them, including staying in their bed, or would you rather work with an ex? So thinking oh. of Alexis, she works with an ex and she's gonna that's, house sit for yeah. an ex. Like which one seems I worse? guess that's a very dependent on the situation. If it was a messy breakup or not amicable, like Ted and Alexis says, I guess I would take the house sitting because that would be a little more temporary. Yeah. But you also like have the opportunity to go through their things if you want to. Like 
so could. good. <laughs> there might <laughs> so be some great. advantages to so, that. Yeah. Uh, another good perk. Like, yeah, that's some, awesome. Some sleuthing around. I'll choose um, the house sitting. Okay. House sitting. My next question is, would you rather have a hangout? Sorry, a hangover. Let me take that again. <laughs> Thank you. Would you rather have a hangover or eat fish, hollandaise sauce, and a fruit cup all together? Hangover. I can't eat fish. Like hundred <laughs> percent. I would as much as I have hated all my hangovers, I couldn't yeah. do the fish with hollandaise and hangovers are miserable, but the fish would make me just as sick. So just I might as well sick. just deal with the I sickness. Agree. I would have to agree with you on that one. Yeah. And then my last one is would you rather attend a screamnastics class for a month or oh. go on a pine cone hunt with a broken compass? Okay, I'm gonna do the pine cone hunt because <laughs> I'm assuming the scream nastics is all children and lots of. You think it's children? A whole month? I don't think it's children. I, I think it's like you think it's for adults. Yes, I think it is women just like Amy Grace, who are like privileged <laughs> white women, oh, white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. That wasps, really changes my. That really changes my perspective on that because I was just expecting it. I was thinking it was like a place for kids. I think it's like a Gwyneth Paltrow goop kind of situation where they're That's just That's an image of like a bunch like of upper class. Let out all of their pent up aggression towards their, their husbands. I don't know. Like that's what I picture. That's I quite an image. That's interesting to think yeah. of it that way. Mm-hmm. To hmm. like tighten their core, to scream enough until you get abs. <laughs> <laughs> I would need to I scream I, a lot. <laughs> I, I think I rely on laughter for that. I'm good. <laughs> That's probably better for you, anyways. That's funny. So you go with the pine cone hunt. I think so. I mean, even with no structure, mm-hmm. I still like a good road trip. For sure. All right. Well, those are my would you rather's for you today, Katie. What are we going to be looking at next week? That was fun. Um, so next week, this thruple situation, it's about to get a little dicey. Um, Moira and Alexis going to have a little one-on-one time. And Johnny might have already found another quote-unquote job in the town. Oh, so wow. That was fast. That's next week. Great. We'll see. Questions um, for our audience this week. Well, you were going to post some of the funny fitness trends, yeah. possibly. Have you ever done any sort of... Yeah. Um, obscure or non-traditional workout class, fitness class, any sort and of gymnastics sort of situation. Also some Pride Month resources maybe scattered yeah. throughout the month. We'll not share a, those. Not just this week, Reminder, if you want to sign up month. for the Bob Jog, that is still open mm-hmm. if you want to be on our team. What else did we talk about? I kind of like these would you rathers. Maybe we should share them and do polls. Those yeah, we can questions. share those. I think we should yeah. do that. I'd like to hear your thoughts. But yeah, Let's do we're going to be more active on the socials. We're I, we back. took a month off. We're back for the <laughs> summer, baby. So yes, yeah. I did. I did really like. I'm glad we took the time off when we did Same. because, like, oh, we didn't give an update on Fern real quick. Oh yeah, real Fern, quick. Steffi's so cat. I needed this month, and my cat needed it too because we've been really struggling. So really, since the move, like since March, she's had some really dire health problems. Like. And it's been a struggle to to diagnose her, but it's just been a ton of appointments. And in the meantime, she's lost a lot of weight and just had a lot of issues. And we ultimately got to the root of it, which ended up being something we could treat. Thankfully, we found out what it was mm. and we put her on steroids. And within hours, she was like getting her appetite back. And it's been a slow 
like restoration of her appetite. She's on the mend. But she's on the mend. And honestly, I didn't think I was going to get to this point. So yeah, it's it's good news on that front. We're just hoping it continues. So I definitely needed this past month just to Yeah. So that's what you've been dealing with. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we've been getting our house ready for summer. So it was a much needed break. But I like I need this I need this one night of structure in my life. Me too. You know? It's fun. It's a good it's a good routine for us. We're glad to be back with you all. So with that being said, hope you all have a wonderful first weekend of Pride Month. Do something fun. Support. Go to a parade. Go to a parade. Support your community. Lift each other up. And until next week, best wishes and warmest regards. Fat spatula.